Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. The Big Ten is back to distract us from the terrors of the world with punts and cold weather football games. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the guy who whined until the Big Ten decided to play just to get my ass kicked by the Ohio State. Oh wait, that was Scott Frost. And with me, as always, is AJ. Row the damn boat home, Marquez. Yeah, the fucking lakes are frozen up in Minnesota. I gotta gotta take the bus home, baby. <laughs> Today we'll break down our 2021 NFL draft superlatives from this past Saturday in college football. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up to Cleveland, maybe. Looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. And the World Series is in full swing. Poor Dodgers. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take full advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Quickly, before we dive into our Week 8 superlatives, um, bad news in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Alabama wide receiver Jalen Waddle broke his ankle on the opening kick return against Tennessee. He is now done for the year. AJ, how much will this impact Waddle? Arguably, the number two fighting for number one wide receiver in this class is draft stock. Uh, that's a good question, Robert. Good morning. I'm glad you asked it. I don't know why I said good morning. Uh, We're on a talk show. I felt like that for a second. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> see, I, we discussed this before the show. I think it kind of just stops that top 10 hype train that I think was building for Waddle because he's been the best wide receiver in the country. Uh, this news obviously sucks. So I think more than dropping him right now, it just kind of prevents that him going 8th or 7th or whatever, you know? Like, we, we also discussed this. Like, I wonder if he's going to be healed in time for Indianapolis, um, as you said. Probably makes sense for him, even if he's ready to go, just to skip that and do it as pro day. Give him some more time and, you know, get the, that uh, that Tuscaloosa speed bump and run a four two five or whatever. So, 
I, I, like, I, I don't know. Right now, I still lean to him being a first-round pick. Like, I don't think it's going to drop him out of the first. I think he's done enough this season yeah. and has shown the flashes the last two years to know this guy is a complete game-changer. He with with teammate Devonta Smith beside him, he was kind of the the stud. And um, again, the broken ankle, like I don't know if people are overreacting. It's just a broken ankle, it's obviously not good, and this sucks. But it's not like he even tore his ACL, right? Yeah. He's out six weeks at, at at least, but he's got like you said, like he's got four months until the combine. Yeah. Even if he doesn't participate, he's got probably five months until the Alabama Pro Day. Yep. I can't imagine a world... like I think this deters him from potentially being off the board before Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. potentially being a top 10 pick. But I just can't imagine him sliding past like the 20th pick. He's that, that good. He's too much of a game changer. He's shown everything you wanted to see. I know it, it was a, a short year this year for him as the, like, the go-to guy, but... He's the exact like he's Henry Ruggs with Jerry a little bit of Jerry Judy like you know yep. what I mean he's yep. so freaking talented um, uh, I don't I don't think it'll be a major uh, deterrent from him being a first round pick yeah I mean like like you put it it's like this might have just stopped him from being the first wide receiver off the board yeah uh, and then one one more thing we missed last week uh, Memphis wide receiver Demonte Cox he opted out. Uh, after two games with the Tigers this year and declared for the 2021 NFL draft. Uh, how high are you on a Coxie right now, Rob? I, like, I, I felt like I barely saw him this year. Like, well, he only played the two games, and they weren't, like, major. Uh, I think he, he caught, like, yeah. eight balls in both games. Yeah. Um, I really liked him over the summer. Uh, I thought he had incredible hands, really, really uh, natural ability to track the ball. Mm-hmm. Like this catch radius a lot too. And I thought, it, I thought, it, um, like he's not a big, big wide receiver, but I thought, it, um, like pretty smooth release for a taller guy. Uh, I, I like he reminded me a lot of Marvin Jones. That was the comp I threw down. Oh, okay. He's really, really good. Th- yeah, really good through traffic. Um, and just, I think he was one of the best ball trackers in the class. And, and I think he might've been my number one, let me check my number one. Yeah. He was my number one G five, uh, wide receiver, wide receiver yeah, over the that. summer. And there's yeah. a lot of good, like, ones. I, yes. And, and he's another guy where, I mean, he, he prior to, like his previous two years, he topped a thousand yards. Like there's enough tape to know what yeah. kind of what you're getting there. I think. Yeah. Um, maybe as more receivers kind of emerge and we've seen like Jay Adams at Arkansas state and prior to his injury, Reggie Roberson at SMU, Marquez Stevenson at Houston, like maybe he, he ends up more of a, like a fourth round range guy mm-hmm. than a potential top 100 pick now. But I don't like, I, I don't think it was like a bad decision by any means to opt no. out and declare. Yeah. They're, they're like, his name is out there enough and there's enough buzz around him to, uh, to not fuck his stock up at all. Um, yeah, uh, so this wide receiver class, really, really deep once again. Yeah, pretty. <laughs> how, many, how many more years in a row do you think we're going to say it, or, or are we going to see a drop-off? Well, I mean, two two of my top sophomores, and we'll get to that in a bit, are receivers in this this next, the 2022 class is already taking shape. So, yeah. and, and you got to assume some of these juniors who are looking great might not declare, like how Devonta Smith at Alabama didn't, right? So, yeah. I think 22 is looking, looking strong. Um, speaking of strong, 
How about that Friday night uh, Wisconsin-Illinois game where I think both of our best freshmen uh, took the world by storm? Yeah, it's got to be Graham Mertz, baby. One of our favorites since the U.S. All-American game uh, where he, he beat Rattler out for the for the MVP. Uh, what was it, 17 straight completions to start his uh, collegiate career, tying a old Tanner McAvoy's <laughs> record. I love that Tanner McAvoy has a Wisconsin completion streak record. Anyways. Uh, five touchdown passes, 248 yards, only had one incompletion on the day, and it was a drop. Uh, so he could have literally had a perfect day, but yeah, what a, what a performance. Like, I didn't, like, if you, if you watch the first, what was it, two possessions? Yeah, they let him throw it uh, a few times, and he had the passing touchdown, which was a nice throw to the, uh, to the fullback. But I didn't expect, I know it's only 21 attempts, but I still didn't expect them to come out and let him sling it this much, especially when they're up quick on Illinois, and. It's Wisconsin, and they can just ground and pound it. But he, he looked phenomenal, and it's it was not just you know he threw five touchdowns, but no no freshman mistakes at all. Looks so composed out there. Uh, I want to see when he he gets up against the tougher Big Ten schools. But I mean, it's not like we thought Illinois was a complete pushover this year either. So they look like it, but <laughs> we didn't think so. So uh, going forward, first of all, Jack Cone season's over. It's Graham Merch from here on out. Um, regardless if Cone's healthy or not, because, I mean, he looked fantastic. And uh, Wisconsin's got a quarterback. Watch out everyone else. Yeah, no, it's really interesting, too, because they they really committed to the by-committee running back game, right? They had, I think, three different running backs, top 10 carries. It was, like, they weren't putting, again, it was Illinois, and they just blew the doors off them. But, like, they weren't putting Mertz, they they didn't make Mertz carry the team. Not at all. But... they they let him do I think more than they generally let Jack Cohn do last year and again they had Jonathan Taylor last year so it's different circumstances but mm-hmm. like Merch just seems so poised his ball placement was awesome he, like just such a such a a smooth follow through on his balls like this guy he's the highest recruit in the school's history we saw him in the All American Bowl where he set the passing touchdown record I like I think the hype probably might be might end up blowing up a little too quickly similar to like Spencer Rattler like again we have to remember this guy's just a freshman um but when you when you come out and you throw five touchdowns and only one incompletion against a, a power five bowl team from last year yeah like that's that's wild and Lovey Smith too to give him a little bit more credit Lovey Smith yeah, defense yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's yeah. defense um yeah no he, he was he was phenomenal uh who is your second best freshman had Mertz not played, I would have I would have been all over Marvin Mims as the best freshman this week. He like, he, you know what? Sorry to jump the gun here. Like he, he had a monster game. I'm surprised Rattler's not like he had what four catches. I'm surprised Rattler's not giving him like, you know, eight, nine, ten catches a game. Yeah, well, he like he was uncoverable. He mm-hmm. is such a great deep threat already. Uh, this was his best, like, he's been flashing yeah. all season, but this was easily his best game again against a TCU secondary that's got dudes. Yep. And uh, he, no, he, like, the speed, he's, his ball tracking ability, he's not the biggest guy, but he's, like, he, he's fine through traffic. Halden, yeah, two touchdowns, four for 132. Um, he's over 300 yards on the season. He has six touchdowns in, in five games yeah. for them, right? So, yeah. like, I, I just think, he, him, and Rattler are gonna be terrifying. Very uh, much so. a year from now. And yeah, this was a now. this was a good bounce back game for Rattler too. Against like you said, a good TCU defense. 
Yeah, no, Rattler, like, he's still got... Well, part of the issue is that Oklahoma line's as bad as it's it's been Ever in the league. Been? Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, so that's part of it. But he, I think he's still kind of, like, getting used to the speed or something. Because he bails on clean pockets sometimes yeah. or just the little things like that. But, I mean, the arm talent is incredible. And uh, another year in this system with another year for Marvin Mims. And they're recruiting wide receivers basically as good as anybody outside of, like Alabama yep. um, and Ohio State. And they're, they're just a whole lot of fun. Who, who, who else you got? Hey, speaking of Alabama, their corner, Malachi Moore, who had a nasty strip and then uh, right out of his hands to the, to the return for a six. Uh, I think before the week I saw PFF graded him out like huge, like one of the top cover guys in the country as a freshman, if I, if I remember correctly. Had another uh, had a TFL had a pass deflection another fumble recovery he he looks like the next dude for Alabama he I think he's looked fantastic we haven't mentioned him but I think we could have easily had him a couple other weeks um, yeah he looks he looks like he's gonna be special for them too um, yeah no that that the the strip touchdown was sick yeah, it was, uh, yeah I'm gonna th- just a baller play I'm gonna throw uh, uh, another guy up here who who made one phenomenal mm-hmm. play didn't yep. do a whole lot else. Um, but Jackson Smith Najigba from yep. Ohio State, true freshman uh, out of Texas, was a, a, a I, th- I believe a five star. Um, his touchdown grab in the back of the end zone against Nebraska is insane. Like it, I mean, it's not going to be like those wows of one handed catches, but it, I think it's tougher to make the catch he made where his his whole body was essentially out of bounds, and he managed to with that the body control. And it wasn't an easy grab either. No. Um, he was just the fact that he could. It. Yeah, the fact that he could get that foot in, just the body control from a true freshman like that. And there's been a ton of hype. As a Buckeyes fan, there's been a ton of hype about uh, JSN, like through through the whole thing. Like Fleming, their other true freshman, was a bigger, like a higher recruit. But the hype's been all over JSN, and and he makes one amazing play against Nebraska. Yeah, no, I, I put him here too because that play was just so spectacular. Like I don't know. If I've ever seen a player like ninety five percent out of bounds and just reaches back foot back there like like he's tiptoeing away in a cartoon, you know what I mean? Like it was it was nasty. Big nasty, big uh, nasty. I'll throw I'll throw a uh, one usual suspect and a new guy to the list. Tank Bigsby. It was always just a literally a tank. He just carrying that Auburn offense. He's so good. I love him. Yeah. Again, uh, one of, maybe my favorite offensive player from Auburn in a long time. Uh, since Cadillac. I, yeah, since Cadillac. You said Ronnie last time, but it's Cadillac this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next week will be uh, Trey Mason. Um, anyways, <laughs> throw him more in there. Okay. Isaac Rex, the BYU tight end, who's 6'6", 247 as a freshman. Irex. Irex. He had a good game last week. I did, uh, last week I didn't even realize he was a freshman. Um, two touchdowns in this one again. One of them, Wilson kind of un- underthrew it, and at, like right at the goal line, and he, he dove back for it. And like it – it bobbled in his arms and it caught it between his legs. It was kind of goofy. I liked it. And the other one was just in the high ball to the corner of the end zone. Uh, BYU's got playmakers, and it's not just Zach Wilson because the receivers are pretty fun. I don't know how good they're going to be, but Romney's pretty good, you know. And uh, Rex looks like a dude, too. Um, you mentioned tight end. I mentioned tight end. Notre Dame's baby Gronk, Michael Mayer. Uh, there was way too much hype during, like, pr- prior to him doing anything in the game, there was yeah. too much hype about him, but then he ended up going off and had his best game of the year. Five catches, 73 yards, and a touchdown against Pitt. 
Notre Dame has obviously been one of the best tight end producers of the last like two History. decades. Yeah, yeah, and and this looks like the next dude. I mean, we got to stop calling people baby Gronk because we already have one at Penn State. Now we have one at Notre Dame. But hey, if you're a big white tight end, you wear number eighty seven. I guess you're baby Gronk. I, I think my goal is to try to get back into football and wear eighty seven. I'll just get called baby Gronk. That's that's my goal. Um, <laughs> at, at, at the ripe age of twenty six, you're diving back in. <laughs> Fuck! Everyone knows her age now from last week. Shit. I forgot about that. No, um, I'm younger, much younger. God, fuck you. Um, <laughs> what's he gonna say? Oh, and the other Notre Dame tight end, what's his name? Tramble, the sophomore. This he week. he's gonna play for like Kyle Shanahan and be amazing because he plays fullback and tight end. He's like that H back, like yeah. six three two thirty. He blocks his ass off and and like pretty athletic dude. I think he's gonna end up in a Shanahan system, just being sick. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, but the hype for him was kind of insane too. But I, for for Meyer, like he does have a Gronk body type at least. Like he he's got yeah, some. No, like, I mean he, he's him and Fryermuth. I get why they they are called that. Fryermuth, I, I think he looks a little leaner this year. I don't I don't know if you put him down for anything, but yeah, uh, baby Gronk 2.0, You Just gotta compare t- tight ends to the greatest tight end in the history of the NFL and just call him the baby version. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of sophomores. Oh, I got I'll, two more freshmen. Oh, I'm sorry, Rob. I apologize. Yeah, jeez. Only because I don't know why I watched all of LSU South Carolina, but I sure did. Um, TJ Finley, the LSU co- oh. uh, quarterback. Yeah. I thought for a guy making his first career start as a true freshman. Yep. Like was against a, a a pretty good SEC defense with NFL talent. He, he looked pretty good, and he's mm-hmm. massive, has a huge arm. I watched him at the Elite 11 thing last year. Like, he was giving me Jamarcus Russell vibes last year, and he came in, and, hey, that's a compliment in LSU to be Jamarcus Russell. Oh, definitely. Um, but just cannon arm, like, like I think this is the future after Miles Brennan leaves. Uh, yeah, no, that that's very fair. The the what's his name? The LSU corner had a pick six too. He, he looks like yeah, he number one. He he did the the yeah. the piece catch me thing. Yeah. Oh, and I got another LSU freshman. Go for it. BJ Ojolari. Does that yeah. last name sound familiar? Yeah, I forgot to put him down. I I had him down three sacks. Right. Yeah, Aziz's younger brother from Georgia. Um, yeah, three sacks, another hurry, built a lot like Aziz Ojolari, where, yeah. like, not the biggest pass rusher, like 6'2", 240-ish, but just such athleticism and such such a great motor. Uh, both Ojolaris look like one yeah. day to be NFL talents. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned him. I, just, I literally just forgot to write him for this. Yeah, you look, fan- you look fantastic. All right, hit a sophomore. Uh, I'll give you a duo of receivers. Uh, you know, I'll start with Garrett Wilson because we haven't talked about him, obviously, this year yet. Who uh, I think we had him for best freshman multiple times last year, and he, he's just yeah. continuing where he picked off. Picked off. <laughs> uh, left off. He looks he looks fantastic. Um, uh, he like I don't know. It felt like last year so many times he's impressing, even when he's not having the bigger games. And it feels like uh, Ohio State's going to throw the ball more this year because – the I mean, running game was terrible. The, yeah, yeah, a little more on that later, but yeah, the run game yeah. is bad, um, <laughs> terrible. And yeah, Olave looked good, and both of them were. First of all, Nebraska hit so much harder than I expected. But anyways, yeah, both were getting hit a lot. But yeah, Gary Wilson, uh, hey, one of those uh, twenty twenty two dudes. So um, yeah, another another receiver at Ohio State from Texas. We own Texas. <laughs> Sick. Do you just do the show for recruiting efforts? I love recruiting now, AJ. I think that's the biggest change with me over the last three years. 
is how much I know about recruiting now. It's like I, I think I took the space in my head that was reserved for baseball and <laughs> hockey knowledge and replaced it with recruiting. I see. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna walk away off my Graham Burt's uh, hit, and that's it. That's the only one I'll take. This <laughs> smart. Uh, but yeah, Garrett Wilson was incredible. He, I mean, the hype with him after mm-hmm. he had a handful of flashy plays last year is like the wide receiver five in Columbus. Yeah. And now him and Olave are obviously the one two, and he uh, he's got awesome big playability. Well, it's just like Olave. Remember when Olave was just like a special teams mainly guy, and then yeah. started sneaking into to, you know he'll have like three catches, well, but they'll be big plays. The the other thing is like Wilson was a big recruit. Olave yeah. was like an yeah. out of nowhere dude too. But yeah. hey, Ohio State loves to have six special teamers turn into sweet wide receivers. Shout out Terry McLaurin. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, John Mechie again. I think like it feels yeah. like we can just put John Mechie here every week again. Especially with Waddle out now. Yeah, man. Like he had seven catches, hundred fifty one yards. Those numbers are gonna get big. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's wide receiver one am i blanking on someone for next year garrett wilson garrett wilson but yeah the the, the top junior receiver in the country because he i mean he's been he, better than george pickens who like i'm sure lots of people would have had walking into the year he, yes he in in five games he has 499 yards three touchdowns he's averaging 23.8 per catch like that's insane yeah. and those numbers like you just said with waddle those numbers are about to pop even bigger yeah, I think this was his um, his most catches. Yeah, this was his most yeah. catch game on the season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, you you hit those were my big two. I think those were the two obvious ones. And then so I, I threw in a running back as well, Brees Hall from yeah. Iowa State once again, another guy who's been here multiple times. He yeah. carried that offense against Oklahoma State with just big big runs. Um, he he's gonna be one of the best backs in the country uh, next sure. year, I think. Well, he already is, but in the draft, I should say. I think the the three most impressive sophomore backs I've seen this year are him, Isaiah Spiller, and then Kyron Williams at Notre Dame. Yeah, definitely. And Williams kind of had a slow game while we we're here, but on the topic, yeah. Uh, my last sophomore, I I would be uh, not doing my job if I didn't mention him, Joe Milton, baby. Who <laughs> the, I figured <laughs> the hype was. <laughs> insane but he came out and uh it wasn't a super flashy hypey game but it was a really good game and obviously they, they beat minnesota go blue baby hail to the victors uh but i don't know like he just felt composed and it just so many years <laughs> over the years in michigan where like shape shape Patterson, big hype came out you know it's, it's a ranked game no chase throwing three picks and missing wide open receivers and it wasn't just that but milton uh getting it down getting it down on the ground too with uh 50 rush yards one touchdown that uh that QB sweep, not sweep, but um, power play that they, mm. they kept going to looks like it's going to be a, a weapon. And it's kind of nice that it's like, – I'm so used to seeing, like, stupid JT Barrett running it and getting first downs and stuff. So it's like, it's like okay. finally, we got someone that, that can do it. But, yeah, he looks, um, he looks great. My two biggest takeaways off Joe Milton, because the, the game, uh, I, I mean, like, about half a quarter in, it looked like Michigan was just going to win. Uh, and so there wasn't a ton of pressure on Milton. Yeah. Um, but my two biggest takeaways are his arm is live. Yep. And his, his the the value he adds just as a quarterback who is capable of running the ball opened up the run game for them. Yeah. No, that's a good point. 
And he should have had the other touchdown where uh, it was just a nice little little liner to the tight end all. It just brutal drop would have walked into the end zone. But, yeah. The greatest tight end in Michigan history, though. Yeah, I don't know what that is about. I mean, I just I thought he was getting playing time because Eubanks wasn't playing. But, anyways, <laughs> go blue. Um, okay, weekday warrior. We had a couple to choose from this week. Yeah, I cheated. I got three names here just because guys I wanted to fit oh in. Other way. I know, I know. So, Quick warriors. Ones. Yeah, warriors. <laughs> Uh, first one, your I would I don't want to say your guy, but a guy you've been in on for a while is Damon Collins, the Tulsa linebacker who, who had sick. another big time game. Had a pick six in this one where he kind of just dropped off and snagged and then housed it. Uh, another six tackle. He's what like six four two sixty and can move pretty. Yeah, well. he's massive and he he was a high school quarterback. Yeah, he he. I mean, I I know we keep hinting about these uh Tulsa de- uh, defenders and mentioning them, but like. He looks like uh, he's going to be a riser for sure this year. I mean, if, and if he's he only is, a junior, I like, think. Uh, see, I, see, I wonder, like, a guy like that, like a small school guy who's putting together a big-time year, and I'm sure there's going to be uh, – you know, he's going he's gonna to hear the draft calling his name. I wonder if a guy like him leaves. Or uses that one-year transfer rule to join oh, the Ohio State oh, Buckeyes. Shit, who need – no, they will need linebackers next year, yeah. That's correct. <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess they don't because those guys can just stay another year with, with the COVID year. Yeah, that's gonna, that's super weird. That's yeah, going to be so I, weird. I kind of just don't want to think about it until January. <laughs> I know. It, like, fucks up my head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, who do you got? <laughs> uh, I only put one. Um, Wisconsin tight on Jake Ferguson. Hey. He was kind of Graham Mertz's go-to guy over the middle. Yep. Uh, he, he He's a guy who moves around. He can play in line as a classic Wisconsin tight end. But he, he also he, he moves well and he works mm-hmm. well as a jumbo slot. He's also Barry Alvarez's grandson, I believe. Yep. Um, <laughs> so strong Wisconsin ties. And a big body, like 6'5", 245. Had like started or i don't know if he started as a freshman but was productive as both a freshman and a sophomore and now with uh quintus cephas off to the nfl and mertz seems to really like the tight end and, and giving him like those high point balls i think this is going to be a, a a nice riser in an already really deep tight end class yeah no Ferguson was my second guy here felt like he had hype to, uh last year and then like it, he was just kind of eclipsed by other guys but yeah no it looks good like Two of his touchdowns were wide open goal line PA boots, but whatever. The seam route down the middle, though, where, where Merch put it high to me, he went up and snagged it. It was sweet. He did have a fumble, but then he also had, like, I don't know if you remember, but he, he like, lost his shoe, and, then like, the cameraman got faked yeah. out, and a couple of Illinois players got faked out. So I think he gets that bonus points for the sick fake shoe fumble, so that evens out for me. Yeah. And uh, uh, <laughs> lastly – because we have to mention him, uh, Jay Adams again, six catch, one hundred thirty-four yards. Uh, he just—they got cooked by App State, but he—he he always looks great, and he's always just battling yeah. up there, man. He's like—he's—he might be my favorite uh, group of his, player his, to watch. Period. His, his block on the touchdown run, yeah. where he took at three defenders, <laughs> was whole like both hilarious and just like. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen something like that from a wide receiver. Oh, the first block is just like textbook puts on the ground, and then the second one he just kind of chops, or not chops the guy, but pushes the guy, and he flies into another defender. It was yeah, it was just amazing. amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, okay, best overall prospect. One name. I, okay. One name. Go ahead. Not Trevor Lawrence, that's for sure. Hell yeah. yeah, Justin Fields, the Ohio State quarterback. Yeah. Um, two hundred seventy-six passing yards, two TDs. 
Another one on the ground, 54 rushing, and completed 95% of his throws. Only one incompletion. That was a drop on what would have been a touchdown, touchdown. to Chris Olave. Yeah, that... That was that was a tough catch, but like they flipped Olave. But yeah, he he, he should have had it, but really really tough catch. Um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah for sure. He was my top prospect, our best prospect too. Uh, the the post touchdown to Wilson was just a goddamn laser guided missile, man. Like that was that was a great throw. Even though uh, people that will be named later are apparently the best deep ball thrower in the country. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Fields Fields looks. Like he's even better this year, and like it, it was just a lot of like yes. big time strong arm sideline throws. That one, uh, I mean the the classic like they, they run a lot of just the crossing routes, but he he's putting it on the money. Uh, uh, he looks better, and he he looks he looks even better running the ball. I swear to God, the arm looks stronger. Uh, yeah, like it's it, he's he's going top five, and he's the second quarterback off the board. It's just wherever the most quarter he might be the second overall pick, right? So. Um, yeah, um, I, I think the, the, the thing that was most impressive about his game was he, he really didn't have any running game to compliment him. Exactly. Yeah. He was their best runner. And then on top of that, he like last year, I, I thought he was an incredible decision maker, but his accuracy was a little inconsistent. That was my biggest concern with him entering it, the year was let's see if his accuracy improves. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, think I, it, I, I think like on the interme- intermediate, sorry, I bungled that word, intermediate throws. Um, he was just kind of off sometimes. And even, like, when mm. guys were catching the ball, it was a little high. And I saw, like, one only crossing route where he was a little high, and it was still a catch and run, which is the ultimate goal, right? But, yeah, no, like, th- those those tough sideline throws of 15 yards down the field, they were on the money, and they were on time. Yeah. They, they were great. And just, the, uh, you already mentioned, that perfect strike to mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson on the post. Like, that was wonderful. So, I think seeing how, like, he only threw, essentially, he only threw catchable footballs. Yeah. All 21 of his throws were catchable. Yeah, and, him, uh, he, it's, he's Graham Mertz territory there. It's going to be it's gonna be fun to see, like, I mean, it's crazy that him and Trevor Lawrence have been, like, kind of compared to each other since their high school days because they're from the same area in Georgia. They end up the number one and number two quarterbacks in the class. Fields outduels them for the Elite 11. Trevor Lawrence ends up the higher recruit. They're in their two of the highest rated recruits in, in 247 history. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's my recruiting knowledge for you. And, and now they've taken two of the best programs to uh, the playoffs and they're competing for the Heisman. They're competing to be number one pick. It's it's It's... Well. There's going to be a 30 for 30 about this one day. What happened when they met in the playoffs, Rob? I forget. I don't know. Justin Fields won a lead at 11 MVP over Trevor Lawrence. Trent <laughs> Dilfer says feels better, so that's okay. what's up. Yeah, that's all that matters. Exactly. Plus, they got robbed in the playoff. I don't know if you knew that. I have no idea what you're talking about, but okay. Shooting up the board, AJ. Who you got? There's a, uh, a, a lot of Big Ten this week. Yeah, I kind of I kind of tried to stick with the Big Ten. Yeah, like, we haven't I'll, talked about these boys. Yeah, outside the Big Ten, it felt like a lot of guys we mentioned before, so let's get to the Big Ten boys. I'm going to stick with my homerism, but I think I'm right. First, I'm going to mention Jalen Mayfield because yeah. <laughs> he looks, first of all, a lot stronger, which I think could have been a knock in the summer. That it's just his functional strength was kind of off at times. Uh, not against Minnesota, though, man. Like he, he was moving people in the run. He had that one where it was kind of a hook block, and he somehow tossed the Minnesota defender from behind him. Which is like holy shit. He he put in the work. He he's so much stronger. I I don't want to overreact, but I think he can 
he could sneak into the first round at this point. I, I think. No, that, I don't. I don't. Even, I don't think you're overreacting. I know. I just don't want to be a homer. And I saw people still mentioning day two. I'm like, I, I think at this point, if he keeps looking like he did uh, two nights ago, whatever the hell you're listening to this against Minnesota, uh, he's gonna keep rising. And like, especially since we haven't like really had a- a tackles jump out. I know there's been names I, rising, but like, it, it feels like there's no one like holy shit. I, okay, this is a top fifteen pick. You know what I mean? I think obviously Panay Sewell's number one. Yeah, and then that's... we've we've talked about the like several dudes who are competing to also be first round tackles. Yeah, and I think like seeing Jalen Mayfield do this, um, it obviously puts him in the thick of that conversation. Because to me, the the only two tackles who have really like noticeably improved to this this year. Um, are, are Alex Leatherwood uh, at Alabama yeah, and, was, and Lee Mike Eichenberg at Notre Dame. Those have yeah. been, I think, the two best tackles I have seen this year and, and the, until this. And Jalen Mayfield was an absolute monster. We knew how good of an athlete he mm-hmm. was, and he's got great size. And then seeing just how powerful he is this year as a run blocker. Yeah, no, very impressive. Uh, who's your top guy? Um, I will stick in the Big Ten with his teammate in the trenches yeah. on the other side. Could he yeah. pay? I hate the team up north. Quiddy Pay is in that rare where this is a Michigan guy I really, really love to watch. Um, four tackles, two sacks, another TFL. There there was that series uh, late in the game against mm-hmm. Minnesota where he just lined up, I think three straight plays lined up in different spots and just kicked the ass of the Minnesota offensive lineman. Yeah, in that he got, I think, two sacks and a, and a TFL, I, if I remember right. Like, he was yep. absurd. Um and he's a guy who's been a really good run defender and, and versatile chess piece for them up front. Yep. And now with Josh Uche gone, it's kind of and, and Aiden Hutchinson stepping up. It's kind of like they've unleashed pay to be more uh, pass rush oriented this year instead of um, like the technically sound run defender. Not that he isn't one, but you know what I mean. Like they're yep. letting him pin back a little more. And uh, just he is so explosive. There's multiple times he backside would chase down yep. running plays. And his hands look even more uh, like he looks. Like he's got a, a wider variety of pass rush moves. He he got the 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 fastest club sack I've ever seen from lining up over Dude, the guard. The the guard like didn't I even get out of his stance. It was hilarious. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. I felt bad. And then no. uh, like the next play, he he just won on a speed rush on the, yeah. uh, against the right tackle. Yeah, um, it's. He might be the top edge. Like, I'm not – like, I keep seeing Gregory Rousseau mocked in, in the first round, and, and I get it. He had 15 and a half sacks last year. He's, like, a freak of nature and size and everything. But, like, entering this this year, Quiddy Pay was my number one edge rusher. I'm seeing Quiddy Pay play even better this year. We're not seeing Gregory Rousseau play. Yeah. Like, I think there's a, a very strong chance Quiddy Pay is the first edge rusher off the board. And he is supposed to blow up – Yes, exactly. He's also the best athlete in the country. He was number one on Bruce Feldman's freaks list. Like, yeah. Normally, when you see a guy is technically sound as Quiddy Pay, um, as a run defender, th- there's some lackings in their athleticism. But it's not the case with him. It's like he's the best athlete in the country. He's one of the best run defending uh, defensive linemen in the country. He, he he's looking like he's improved his handwork, which was the main thing uh, I wanted to see from him this year. Yeah, and uh, like I wouldn't be shocked to see him end up a top ten pick in a couple months. I was about to say chips on the table. If I had to gamble right now, uh, I would bet on him being a top fifteen pick. And it kind of surprises me that 
I I, I click and look at mock drafts, and he yeah, I and he's so like going in the twenties if he's even on the board. Yes. Uh, yeah, the, or he'll go in the second round. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, that's kind of crazy to me. But this is gonna like it's gonna Aiden turn Hutchinson. Quickly. You'll see Aiden Hutchinson going above him in mock drafts. Yeah. yeah. This is gonna turn quick. This is gonna turn quick. Yeah, I think it's gonna, I think so too. It's gonna be like two weeks, and he'll be um, in top fifteens across the country. Like him, him, Jalen Phillips, Quincy Roche have been like, oh, and Patrick Jones at Pitt have been like kind of the dudes as pass rushers this year yeah, in my no, eyes. for sure. Um, speaking of a pass rusher in the Big Ten, yeah, uh, yeah. fans of his, but I, I don't know, I think we were a little lower. Shaka Tony, the, the Penn mm-hmm. State edge, who had two sacks, two TFLs, seven tackles. He, Go ahead, he did yeah. everything he could to win that game. Yeah. <laughs> Man, just rounding the corner fucking lightning quick. Mm-hmm. And I think we knew he was a good athlete, and it's just kind of like on tape. It's like, all right, it's there. I see the potential. Uh, but Owe looked better on tape. And uh, Tony came out and said, uh, not so fast, Jason, who didn't didn't show up too, too, too much. Oh, I, I disagree. I think like, I, statistically I'm not saying it was a bad game. But, uh, yeah, to- Tony, Tony no, fair, showed fair. up. Yeah, dual t- Tony, Tony, Tony looks like he is the heart and soul of this Penn State team. Yeah, with with Micah Parsons not playing, obviously for sure. Yeah, and and, and the other thing is, Tony's listed at two fifty two now. Last mm-hmm. year's listed at two thirty six. So if that's true, and then you're seeing like I I don't know if anyone turns a corner quicker than him in college yeah. football. Yeah, like that speed rush is insane. Uh, his ability to just rip and dip, like he looked incredible. And that Indiana offensive line is. Not a bat like Caleb oh, Jones yeah. is a, a prospect at left tackle and he kicked his ass three straight plays late in the fourth quarter and mm-hmm. came away with two sacks. Um I don't know, like Shaka Tony and Quincy Roche are both dudes who are redshirt seniors who they have size concerns, but they're they're just the overall athleticism and yeah. their ability to pass rush it makes them very interesting prospects. No, I definitely agree. Um I, I, I want to stick with Big Ten guys. My last two, uh, going to Minnesota, two guys on offense in a you know in a bleak game that I thought looked really good. Like Rashad Bateman, he had nine catches for one one, and like nothing came easy for him. So I put him up here. Yeah. Like every single one of his plays was really impressive. It was fucking contorting his body downfield to make great catches, uh, doing stuff after the catch. I, I thought like he definitely had the had a game that you know he was supposed to have. It's just Minnesota didn't. Uh, yeah. No, he he the 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 Michigan game plan seemed like if we can stop this guy, we can win this game. Yeah, exactly. But uh, they couldn't stop Mohamed Ibrahim, who I liked a bit in the summer. I, I thought he looked really impressive. It's not like you know he's a big he's rugged. Back. Yeah, he runs hard as hell. He's good contact balance. Had 140 yards and two touchdowns on 26 carries. It's like he's not gonna you know explode and break off these even 50 yard runs or anything, but. I think like uh like in the in the third day of the draft, I think he's gonna find somewhere to land and find a role in it. I just wanted to mention because I liked him a lot and he had a really good game. Yeah, he runs angry. I really enjoyed watching him. Yeah, he I, he does seem like a guy who who will be able to stick on a roster, like giving me like freaking Mike Davis vibes and and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a Jamal Williams, Mike Davis type of guy. I I know exactly. I th- I figured you'd you'd start liking him more once you saw him uh, this year because yeah, he, he runs hard as hell. He looks heavier too. He does. Which I like. I mean, he that looks, is a positive. Yeah, but he hasn't lost a step, which is, yeah. If, if you're heavier yeah. and not losing a step, that's always good. All right, I'm going to jump back to Ohio State receivers. Chris Olave. 
Yeah. Outside of that one drop, um, he he's just so he's Mister Consistent. He is very very clever uh, with his route running. He 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 attacks leverage so well. He stems routes really well. He to me he's gonna go in the second round and just be that dude who can like he Robert Woods is who he reminds me of. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. Like, Thank kind you. Of, like Woods has been so underappreciated. Like his whole I love career until the last two years, I guess. But I mean, even still now, to be honest. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that. Uh, okay, I got a lot of receivers, so I'll, I'll stick to receivers. But this time, SEC receivers. Uh, Terrace Marshall went off again. Uh, six catch, eighty yards, two touchdowns. It's gonna be interesting All to see the first how, half. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see how high he rises because uh, he's definitely been one of the he's, top. Good. Yeah. He's so smooth. He's so yeah. smooth. Yeah, he smooth tracks the, the ball right so word. well. Yeah. Uh, Seth Williams bounce back game. That touchdown was awesome. Just to snag that ball like so far away from his body in traffic, and then the run after it was was fantastic. 150 yards in that touchdown. It's like I don't I don't know what to think about Seth Williams. It's like you see these plays and it's like holy shit, and then you you'll see Warden's where he'll just you know he's not getting any separation on the day and maybe like he gets a contested catch but then he drops like it's really really tough catch but he drops the next it's, one like he it, he struggles against top corners. Yeah yeah and good thing there's none of those in the NFL but yeah he he looked good uh, and last one wide receivers at least because uh, I gotta always shout out. The St. Rock legend, Josh Palmer from Brampton, Ontario. Uh, only 57 yards, but he cooked Sertain on that, that touchdown where he just stacked him and went. Um, so I think he's going to be a better pro than Evol, man. And uh, don't at me, Rob, is, is all I want to say. What else is new with Tennessee? They Thanks. end up being better pros than Vols. <laughs> that, should, <laughs> that should be their second slogan there is better pro than Vol. Just come here and you'll get to the NFL and you'll be better there. We, we Marquez you. Callaway already a better uh, <laughs> saint than he was a Vol, just like Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Either they transfer and get good somewhere else or they're better in the pros. Yeah, correct. Um, uh, very, very true. Um, I also – you can't not mention Zach Wilson once again. Yeah. Just – 287, four touchdowns, 76 completion percentage against Texas State. Easy. Uh, had that incredible across-the-body throw for a touchdown. Uh, to what, Was it Dax Milne? Yeah, man. That that throw was absolutely wild. Like, just stopping mm-hmm. on a dime. And, like, he wasn't a balance at all. And throwing it across, totally across the field. Yeah, to Dax Milne. Uh, like, 50 yards plus the distance across the field. That was insane. He... he, he He's going to, I mean, top four quarterback in this class, I think, right? Like, yeah. I, I hate to jump the gun on, especially on quarterbacks, but it's just, I mean, he's no, been f- freaking incredible. He's so fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, speaking of quarterbacks, sliding down the board, I'm going to mention uh, Mr. Tanner Morgan of the Minnesota Go- Golden Gophers. Um, he just didn't see the the slot slot corner blitz that like was very evidently coming uh, and showed no Fucking pocket awareness and just mur- michael barrett murdered him yeah. and he just threw the ball to the defensive tackle who scored a touchdown uh My- he also yeah go ahead he also had the interception I, I don't know like i don't think terry morgan's a draftable quarterback i didn't think it in the summer and i super don't think it right now my sliding down the board were a trio of Big Ten quarterbacks that just kind of wrapped them all up into one. But yeah, headline by Tanner. Don't say Brandon Peters. Oh, it was headlined by Tanner Morgan, Rob, but because he you. he was the the. 
famous or I don't know the most beloved of the group. Yeah, uh, didn't look draftable. Uh, I, I felt okay. like okay, Sean Clifford. I'll I'll, I'll rattle you. off mine and you can name your twenty five guys that you. Sh- Sean Clifford's like not a real prospect though. He's like Kate. Chris McSorley kind of. He wasn't, but I've seen some people have like draftable, and I, he doesn't look like an NFL passer to me. Even though he, like good statistical day, but like. The one interception, which was 60 yards over the head on a screen, a running back screen. Brutal. The other pick was bad. I like, see you throw that. I can throw a screen. If, hey, I don't like you, Sean Clifford. I don't know why I'm defending him. I, I think we all knew it was your committing to the bit. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. And uh, lastly, oh, and not leastly, Rob. I'm sorry. I might sorry. have invented the Brandon Peters hype. I don't know. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm, this is only content for us. I don't. I don't know if anyone else is even. I think there. I've seen some stuff. No, there are. There are. We're we're a small group. We call ourselves Peterites. <laughs> There's dozens of us. Yeah, uh, Peter struggled against Wisconsin. Although I don't know. He, I saw him. Someone compared him to Daniel Jones. Like that's pretty good. What? Oh yeah, because he can run. Yeah, he's, he he, the ball he's like drunk. He's drunk. Drunk Daniel Jones or something. <laughs> yeah. But pass it like 87, 87 yards, like there were the drops. It, it's just like I don't. It's not like this is killing him. Like I, I think he's got does Stop. have a chance. I saw the talent, but like yeah, uh, he, 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 we'll see going ahead. We'll, but, we'll see when he wins NFL PA Bowl MVP, <laughs> which he probably will. But yeah, the Illinois receivers weren't doing too much to help. Emor Baby didn't really have a great game. Had a couple drops and uh, yeah, it's his fault. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, Peter's fault. Yeah. I'll give you a quarterback. Uh, also, um, he he's from Phoenix, the quarterback hotbed of the world, and his name's Brock Purdy, and he sucks. And that's yeah. that. Uh, he looked bad once again against Oklahoma State. Brees Hall carried their offense. They end up losing twenty four twenty one. I don't see it with him or Tanner Morgan. I think there was more Brock Purdy hype than Tanner Morgan. Oh hype yeah, for sure. For entering sure. the year, right? Like yeah. Brock Purdy was on a lot of people's top five quarterbacks. I don't see anything more than a late day three NFL backup type player. Um, he doesn't have the arm. Uh, he he has like I I think he'll be back in Ames next year anyway mm-hmm. though, so it won't really matter. Yeah. Um, uh, non quarterbacks. I'm gonna put Baron Browning. I thought okay. he really struggled against Nebraska, especially on that opening Nebraska touchdown series. Um, obviously Chase Young is gone, but Ohio State recycles defensive linemen like nobody else. Um, and I think the most noticeable hole was Malik Harrison not being there in that mm-hmm. linebacker core. Uh, Pete Werner takes his spot moving from Sam to Will, and Baron Browning starts at Sam. Um, Browning's a better pass rusher than he is a linebacker. He's a really great athlete, but he just very much lacks – like, he, he doesn't read keys well. He he lacks instincts. Um, he, he, he got himself out of position a lot on the run, run plays. He crashed and – just the linebackers would just get caught in the trash. And uh, for him to be, like, I've seen him as a top five linebacker in over the summer. Uh, like, Dane Brugler, like a legitimate good analyst, had him yep. as a top five linebacker over the summer in this linebacker class that is freaking stacked. And I, I don't know. There's uh, still a lot of work to be done with Brandon Browning. The, the Ohio State defense as a whole uh, wasn't, that terrific against Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, but like I, I totally get because like the the secondary. I mean, outside of Wade is young and like the, these linebackers, you kind of hope that they'll be the not the strength, but like because like you said, they always just reload on the defensive line. But but you know they've got playing time, and I know Harrison was the dude last year, but they played a lot of football there, and yeah, it just 
Nebraska moved the ball. I, I know they kicked their ass, but they moved the ball pretty well, especially early in the game and especially on the ground, right? So, no, I, mm-hmm. I think that I think that's very fair. Um, I also put Caleb Jones, the Indiana left tackle, because he's so big and, and yeah. he's got a lot of talent. And he he was a cool kind of sleeper tackle, but Shaka Tony, we already mentioned, kicked his ass for a lot of it, and he he really struggled. Um reaching landmarks against uh, Tony and and uh, he's playing really high and Tony's one of the best undersized pass rushers gets under you and beat you with speed and he, he really struggled against that. Yeah, no, that, that that's a good one. I, I was going to mention him when you were uh, talking about Tony, but yeah, uh, I think we both kind of liked him and uh, like you said, a cool sleeper guy. But yeah, no, yeah. That, 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 bad matchup for Jones, but uh, you know, he, he needs to win those ones if he, uh, if he wants to raise his stock. Yeah, who else you got? Oh, that I just had the the, the the quarterbacks. Oh my god! All you ever put is quarterbacks. Come on, wake up! Watch, watch a little of the skill, guys. Who aren't quarterbacks? I put Tylen Wallace as well, the Oklahoma State wide receiver. He just like I love Tylen Wallace, but it mm-hmm. feels like he's gonna he he's having a kind of inconsistent, quiet start to the year for Oklahoma yeah. State. He had five for seventy six against Iowa State. Uh, he he I think he twice got he got called on a holding penalty that negated a sweet touchdown run by Spencer Sanders, and. Uh, Mm-hmm. He just he's struggling to create separation. I think his overall athleticism is, is gonna cause him to slide down the board. No, you, especially when all these other receivers look uh, as advertised, and there's other guys coming out of the woodwork and looking great. Uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a good choice because um, Wallace is gonna be slipping. Because I, I, as much as it pains me to say, because I loved him, um, he just hasn't stepped up. I, I don't know that Oklahoma State offense just hasn't been as fun as I hoped. But I guess that that. Sanders being out thing has been huge, right? Hmm. Um. Who who you got as an out of nowhere prospect? Got two names for you. One you already mentioned, baby. Michael Barrett, the yeah, who literally was out of nowhere on, on Tanner Morgan did did not see him coming. He's the he's the Viper, the new Viper, which if you don't know is the the Peppers Clay Hudson role. Um. So he's, he's six sick. foot two twenty seven. He he moves well. It's gonna be another weird eval, but yeah, just a. <laughs> A wild game where he had, what, seven tackles, that sack, uh, another TFL, uh, murdered Morgan like we talked about, where it, it led to the scoop and score. Not even not even the scoop, the pop and score. And then you have the, the 66-yard kick return, too, when they're they, the Minnesota doesn't have a kicker, apparently, and they're just blooping it down the field, and he returned it for 66 yards. In the first half, it, like, literally every time there was a play, it felt like Michael Barrett was involved in it. And, like... I think he recovered a fumble too. But I don't know if he got credited for it. Um, uh, or Michigan fumble, I should say. Uh, yeah, Barrett looks like uh, like like a dude there. And I mean, again, that role just lets these guys look fantastic. <laughs> and they've been a bitch to evaluate. I think even for the NFL. But um, yeah, no, I, it's going to be really interesting to see how they use him. I think they they got this defined role, but like. Like, is he going to be able to cover? Is he – like, you know what I mean? There's always these fun questions that aren't fun for me, but <laughs> fun for evaluating. You, come. you certainly love to talk about Michigan football. Ain't that the truth, people? Oh, my God. Sorry, man. You want me to talk Notre Dame football? Fine. Ben Skoranek, <laughs> the, the Northwestern <laughs> yeah. transfer wide receiver, came out of absolutely nowhere. 6'3", 220. Uh, only two catches, but they're both touchdowns and massive plays. Uh, I've never heard his name before. I don't know if it was me not doing my due diligence or if he doesn't matter, but he mattered in this one, man. Like that, the one where he just mossed the dude and ran, I, he looked legit interesting. And Notre Dame just has these big old pass catchers that Ian Book can flop it up to. 
And uh, <laughs> the catch and run ability for him especially looked, looked impressive. It looked like he can legit move at that size. I'm also going with a wide receiver who I think I've actually put here before. The NC State uh, wide receiver, Emeka Mezzi. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the NC State team is super weird. I'm so, like, they, I don't in a regular year, I don't think they would have been ranked. No, they wouldn't. Uh, but but he, he's really interesting. He, he took a, a slant 42 yards to the house. He ended up with 84 yards and a score. He also had an incredible one-handed catch. Every, every time I watch NC State, he, uh, he makes kind of some exciting plays. What's he um, listed at, Rob? I'm checking right now because I wasn't sure. 6'3", 220. I knew he was a big guy. Yeah. And and he he's had over 500 yards the last 2 years and yeah. now he's like the absolute go-to guy and uh an interesting senior sleeper to keep an eye on. And the, that's a dog barking for the uh <laughs> for him too, baby. Uh you should yeah. have said wolf cuz of wolf pack. Oh yeah, the wolf <laughs> the fuck, that's way better. Okay, cut this out. The wolf pack's barking for him, Rob. There we go, baby. Thanks. Uh <laughs> yeah, do do you have anyone else for out of nowhere? Haskell Garrett, because how yeah. many guys get shot in the face and then come away with a sack no, I was two months make, later? Yeah, that's that's insane. He looked pretty like he looked legit pretty good. And he's what six he, two he, three hundred ish. He moved. Yeah, moves he's well. he's he's been in the rotation <laughs> the last couple of years, and now yep. they, they have like a pretty um, f- fresh group of interior defensive linemen, and uh, he looks like he's going to take over as, as the like the Devon Hamilton leader type on the inside. Yeah, no, uh, interesting guy, and like, yeah, I, I think like day three uh, potential right now for sure, and um, we'll see how high that gets. Not agree with you. Uh, prospect who made me look stupid. I got two. Uh, first, I'm going to mention Chuba Hubbard because I feel like I've kind of been on him this year, and he hasn't impressed oh, me. We at all. both have. We both have. And I think fairly enough because he hasn't been very good. And hey, he looked good in this one. Uh, 140 yards, a touchdown, um, 25 carries. I think this is kind of what you need to see. But he's got to keep racking these up because, I mean, it's not like he shied away from stats last year. And it, But I, I don't know. It's still the sum. The, the parts aren't looking as great as the sum for him. But th- this game looked uh, looked way better. The, this one, even, like, his runs look better than the numbers were, which is usually the complete opposite for Chuba Hubbard. So put him here. And um, quick because i got to stick with my pokes. Uh, how about Kobe Harvell Peel, who I, I thought looked mm. great, and I wasn't too high on him in the summer. The, the center fielding INT uh, was awesome, where he just came across the field and made the, the sweet grab there. Uh, five more tackles. I, I've seen a couple people being kind of in on him. In this interesting safety class, where I think, like, it feels like everyone's kind of got a dude, and then they got, like, three other guys they love, and there's not too much overlap. Like, it feels like a deep class with a lot of names that, that kind of keep popping here and there each week. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I'm putting Mac Jones here because Mac Jones has been incredible this year. Uh, I think he's very clearly put himself in that top five quarterback conversation. Uh, he doesn't have the greatest arm in the world uh, in terms of strength, but the touch in the ball placement has been awesome, especially on deep balls. Um, completed over 80% of his pass against Tennessee. Top 380 as a passer again. He, I think in Alabama history, there's been like four or no, eight. 400 yard passing games and he he already has three of them and like Tua had the other had three of the other ones like he 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 is very legitimately a quarterback prospect and I was super doubtful of him entering the year I thought Bryce Young would eventually take over this year and boy was I fucking wrong Mac Jones is an NFL quality quarterback clearly and and maybe he ends up in that first round conversation with uh with Zach Wilson as like that QB4 
Yeah, he, he's definitely a QB four to six right now, or like wherever you want to put him. I I I wouldn't put over him over Wilson. This all just eyeball test. But like, if you want to argue him over Trask, I got no problem there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I like watching him a lot more than Trask. <laughs> but like, I, I like the hype is still a little crazy. Like, it's not like he hasn't been fantastic. But like, Nagy called him the best deep ball thrower in the country. I think that's kind of insane. There was a, some other yeah. silly. But that's that's Nagy. I mean. I know, but it's, you, you it's, give Nagy the. F- I follow Nagy for those tweets. <laughs> That's a good point, but like even people I trust, I saw some like a little too much. There's well, just... I mean, people get excited about quarterbacks. Think about like Zach Wilson was like the hype Zach Wilson has been getting the last couple of weeks too, and obviously Zach Zach Wilson's putting up gaudy numbers, but he's doing it against way lesser teams than Mac Jones. Yeah, right. No, so for it's sure, just but... it's it's part of the thing with quarterbacks, like. You're when right. Joe Burrow started going off last year, people were super doubtful. I'm sure we doubted it early on this podcast, and Probably he ends did. up being both of our quarterback ones and the number one pick. So I, I think that's just part of what it is with a quarterback prospect. You're probably right. People that's get excited. Point. Yeah. Uh, uh, quickly though, I will say Zach. I think Zach Wilson's uh, his his he's looked better than Mac Jones had. Like I think it's, I, I I everyone I think that's like the general take too though. I know I know I'm just saying when we're we're discussing this, but yeah. No, I, th- I think I think you're. That's a fair point there, Rob. Um, who who do you have? Who made you look stupid? I, I oh wait, you already said it. I'm I'm a, I'm a mess today, AJ. I haven't had my <laughs> best, coffee. <laughs> best prospect versus prospect matchup, Rob. I thought. How about Eichenberg and that Notre Dame offensive line yep. versus Jones, yep. Yep. Weaver, and company because yep. they got three other guys or whatever that I like already. Yeah, that's uh, the only one I think. That could be put here because that was a sweet battle. Yeah, and I think it's an like it's not like we can just say that like okay, Eichenberg and Co. kicked their ass. This was kind of like a nuanced one because like Pitt only had two sacks, both of them came from linebackers, but then Notre Mm. Dame didn't run the ball very well. So it's kind of a bit of a toss up that I probably give it to the pick front to be honest, even though they got their ass kicked. (laughs) Uh, I, I think like you could have put both Eichenberg and Rashad Weaver as moving up the board this yeah. week if you yeah. wanted. Like they're both very good. They're I think my favorite Eichenberg play. He was awesome in pass protection. Um, there was a play where they I th- they blitzed a slot corner and he t- he he like was still he took on his edge rusher and took on the slot corner together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and but then again, Rashad Weaver looked really good uh, against the run and like also against Eichenberg too. And he, Weaver's just a guy who's going to end up going, like, the fourth round and playing forever as a rotational yeah, edge. Agreed. Like, heavy hands, really smart at setting the edge, really high motor. And then the pa- guys Patrick we both, Jones, both of us always love. Yeah. Pat, Patrick Jones had a little bit of a quieter day, but, he, I mean, when you, you just watch him get off the ball, he's so athletic. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I'll, like, I, I don't think there was a clear winner. I think it was, like, Eichenberg won the pass protection game mm-hmm. and Weaver won the run defending game. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's um, that's right. I, I um have we have either of us had Eichenberg for made us look stupid yet? I think you have, right? He's been. Yeah, I him. think I I might have last week. Even I, he was one of my biggest risers last week. Yeah, uh, he's been and, great. And Weaver could have easily been in the I'll play the box box score category too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who do you have in that category? <laughs> I'm just giving you segues today. Uh, I, I stuck at the position, and uh, I stuck with my homerism. I put Aiden Hutchinson. I, I know it was like six tackles, but not credited for a TFL. I swear to God he had two. I, I, it just felt like he was making every single play um, in the run game up up in the front, especially in the first half. Uh, I, we already talked about pay. I thought Hutchinson did enough uh, in this game to, to, to rise, too. Both of them looked fantastic, and I thought just uh, – 
it felt like he was wanting, winning, winning. <laughs> he was winning every single rep. Kind of sucked that Minnesota was missing. Falalal, I can't say his name, and their other tackle. Because um, just seeing Hutchinson and Pay against both of them would have been awesome. Like, Pay against uh, the right tackle, da- Big Daniel, as we mm-hmm. like to call him, mm-hmm. would have been such a battle. Mm-hmm. I went with Jock. He didn't have any yeah. statistical thing except for his incredible interception against Pitt. Yeah. I think we put him here last week, too. Yeah. It's just his versatile skill set. Like, he is deployed in different ways based on the opponent. And so this game, they had him playing a lot of big nickel to stop that passing attack because Pitt can't run the ball. Uh, <laughs> and he was just, he's very smooth in coverage for yeah. what is called a linebacker. Uh, prospect being overhyped. Uh, Master Teague. Who I, I had a lot of hype coming into the year. Had the two touchdowns. I just didn't do it for who, me in this game. What? Yeah. Who okay. gave him a lot of hype? The draft. He was, he was supposed to be the backup running back. Yeah. TDN and he has is him, the backup has him running like back. Way too high. I'll say the name directly. It's TDN. Had him so high. Um. And I, I don't know. Just not doesn't do it for me at all. Um. Two touchdowns, but I, not explosive. He's big. I don't know. I I don't see it at all with Master Teague. And I mean, Sermon uh, didn't do much, but I don't want to knock Sermon yet because, you know, transfer and all that. Well, I mean, Master Teague's coming off the torn Achilles, so. True. Which he's recovering in, like, six months off of. So, it feels like you'd be more capable of knocking Sermon than uh, Teague, considering that. Yeah, but uh, he, I'm going with. He's from Oklahoma, so I like him more. I'm going with their center, Josh Myers. I, I The Ohio okay. State. Yeah. Um. Offensive line struggled in, in with create opening holes on the inside. Specifically, I thought Myers was the the biggest issue. Him him and Harry Miller, mm-hmm. uh, the left guard. Um, Myers is a guy who people think could be the first center off the board. I'm not there with him, even as an Ohio State fan. I think he 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 just plays really high, and he relies so much on muscling a guy and less on technique. And he's not the greatest athlete in the world. And I think that showed up a little bit against Nebraska today. Or three days ago, whatever day it is. Um, and, I, I like, Sermon and Teague both didn't look very good, but no, I didn't think Myers looked all that great, especially for a guy who, again, competing to be the first center off the board. So, Not not the right place to do it, but what do you think about Wyatt Davis? Because uh, he should be a guy we're talking about a lot this year. Wyatt Davis looked good. He, he, was, he got a little banged up. Um, yeah. I thought the, the most impressive day came from their redshirt sophomore right tackle, though, Nicholas mm-hmm. Petit for... I don't know how to say it, but me, anyway. Me, me neither, but you're uh, right. S- small school guy who caught your eye. Uh, two quarterbacks here. First, uh, Desmond Ritter, who didn't do too much throwing the ball. 179 yards and three touchdowns rushing, man, and including a 91-yard rushing touchdown. To, I mean, the game was already over, but late in the fourth quarter to just absolutely seal it. Um, I knew he could move, but I, I didn't think he was that electric, to be honest. Uh, yes. No, he's my pick as well, just for the record. Yeah, he, he looked awesome, and like – I'm still kind of waiting for them to unleash him throwing it, but the script is working. And we saw like games yes. last year where he was throwing it more and they were losing. So doing what they're doing now and just relying on that awesome defense, I, I looked stupid after my pick last week. Um, that's smart. Uh, do you have anyone else? I, I put Jay Adams here, um, but yep. you, we already talked about him on Weekday Warrior. But, yeah, Ritter, Ritter's a really interesting guy because he, he certainly has all the physical tools to be yeah. an NFL quarterback. And the, the – the ability on the ground, I think, has been underrated, and now it's like they're really leaning on it for that Cincinnati uh, offense. Um, he's really fun to watch. Their, sure. their team overall is amazing. 
Yeah, no, for real. They're they're a lot of fun. They're a good team, man. Um, Free, Freeman, their DC, former Ohio State backer. I yeah. think he's going to be a, a G5 head coach sooner than later, right? Like, if they keep this up this year, he's going to be a co- head coach. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I thought he, like, I th- I'm sure he was had a chance to be one yeah. last year. Even. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and just for the Carson Strong watch, I'll throw his name in here because he, he hey. I didn't watch him, but he had 420 yards passing, four touchdowns. Uh, I saw someone call him a first-round pick on Twitter. So They're right, Rob. Carson Strong will be a first-round right. pick. No, for real, though. He's a really – everyone knows I've been on the Carson Strong train for a while. Uh, keep your eye on him as a riser. Not not this. I don't think he's going to come out this year, but next year. No, no, no. He's a redshirt sophomore. What's with you thinking all these redshirt sophomores are declaring? I just said he's not declaring. You just said he's declaring. He's going number one. <laughs> and you, yeah. Hey, AJ, you know what else is going number Dec- one? Uh, trimming my nose hairs. Correct. That should be your top priority uh, when you wake up in the morning. And... You know who's going to help you with that? Manscaped. Because they just released the Weed Whacker Nose and Air, Ear, Air, Ear Hair Trimmer. <laughs> Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those noses of yours. It's time to keep your ear and ha- nose hairs looking as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. Manscaped's forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent snakes, snags, and tugs in those delicate, delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it's waterproof, which makes it for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? You're dead now because you did. So instead of dying, that might hurt worse than nicking your balls. It certainly does. Nicking your balls won't kill you. So purchase the Weed Whacker so you stay alive. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long-nosed hairs is a major turnoff. No, 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 says the women. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with a Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and hairs in our holes looking nice. And remember, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Speaking of whacking your weeds, you can afford it by going to bet online, where you can bet on football games responsibly, responsibly. If you have an addiction, deal with that. Don't do this. But if you don't, bet, bet on games responsibly. Have some fun. Hey, maybe you lost a lot of money on the Dodgers the other night because I don't know what that end of the game thing was. But, hey, that's baseball. We don't talk about that here. We talk about college football. And with that, Bet Online presents our final segment, My 5 Picks of the Week and AJ's One Short of a Six-Pack. What, what we drinking this week? What's your One Short of the Six-Pack this week, AJ? Uh, you should promote a beer each week. I should, but this next week, I'll start next week. This week is loser sauce because I went one in five on a fucking terrible week. Um, oh, oh yeah, you bet the extra game. I still haven't done that. I have to do that eventually. Yeah, you're smart. I tried to, I tried to sneak in that Clemson cover, and I should have known that Q's always a, uh, always like a little, little hair in their nose. That's all I'll do too. Yeah. Ooh. Callback. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I went three and two. I'm seventeen and twelve on the season. Poof, kicking my ass. I'm eleven, eighteen, and one. I need to Ooh. I need to get my head on my ass here, Rob. Um, it's winter sauce this week, baby. Let's go. You you get it started. 
Uh, noon on ESPN. It's bad, like not a super exciting week in week nine of college football. Yeah. I'm starting noon ESPN. Memphis at number nine. Cincinnati. I got the Bearcats minus nine. Minus nine. Uh, yeah, I, I I consider this game. I wasn't sure what the spread was going to be. I thought this was a tricky one. Uh, I'll give it to you, but I, I think we'll. No, I'll give it to you. I'm I'm cool with that. Okay, thank you. Go ahead. I like that pick. I, I like the pick of Cincy. Um, I'll go Friday night. Uh, Minnesota at Maryland. Maryland looked bad. I'm taking Minnesota for the bounce back minus 13 in Maryland. That's a weird game to pick, and I respect it. You love Big Ten football so much. I, I, t- I wanted to keep taking a weekday game, and I don't know why it makes it more fun. It's kind of fun to have a reason to hope for somebody. Yeah, um, uh, oh, what's that I hear? The train? Must be coming in from Michigan because my next pick, Noon Fox, Michigan State at number 18, Michigan, who will be higher by the time this game happens. Uh, I'm putting the Wolverines at minus 14 and a half because Michigan State lost to Rutgers. I think that's a good line, and you're, you're taking the Wolverines. I am indeed. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I didn't want to touch that game because I don't want to say any jinxes, Rob. You know me, but... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that I don't know without that, that. I think that's a good guess for the line, but yeah. Uh, where am I gonna go? How about three thirty? I got all three ABC games. Three thirty ABC, uh, not all three too. Um, Notre Dame at Georgia Tech. Uh, I'm taking Notre Dame minus twenty one on the road. Are you cool with that line? Minus twenty one on the road. Yeah, I, Georgia Tech. I mean, they got their ass kicked. Big, by, uh, but yeah, no, no, no. That, no, I, I accept that. Yeah, I just think, like, again, it's, like, I, I like Sims and Gibbs, uh, but when they're playing these, like, um, more vet teams and Notre Dame's going to fucking lean on that line and Book's not going to turn it over, I uh, I like them to cover. Uh, I'm going 330 CBS, the, the CBS-SEC game. It sucks. But I bet these teams are fake ranked by the time it happens. Correct. Um, I'm taking LSU plus 2.5 out of Auburn. I said 4.5. For know that, Auburn? Uh, no. LSU plus four and a half, yeah. No, but you've got Auburn favored by four and a half. Yeah, sorry, fuck, I'm stupid. Yeah, I'm taking LSU too, so. You want so, what, three what, and a half? What, sure. Yeah. And we're both okay. taking LSU? Yeah, so that's a bad sign. <laughs> um, okay, my next game, 4 p.m. on Fox. Texas at number six, Oklahoma State. I've got, I'm taking Texas plus eight and a half. See, I, I wanted to pick this game. I like Texas, too. I don't know what this spread is going to be. I think I think that's a good guess. Because it's like, uh, like it's realistically, uh, Oklahoma State, uh, what, six-ranked team in the country, and they'll be, it might be higher against an unranked team, which Texas might be ranked. It should be more, but it's Texas, so I think eight's a good number. I, I um, like that thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I don't trust this uh, Pokes team. I don't least. trust Texas, but I, I, I feel like – Texas, like, no one's thinking about them now, and this is a good time to come steal one. I, I, I think Oklahoma State wins but doesn't cover is, is how I'm kind of feeling. Uh, 7 o'clock, Michigan, Michigan State, well, Mississippi State on ESPN at Alabama. <laughs> Alabama minus 30. And I'm taking back. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that, that they're, they're going to they're, – Mississippi State fell apart, obviously, <laughs> so quick. Uh, that, that, that Lee Jobbins is going to work against the Bama D, and the Mississippi State defense is going to look even worse against the Bama offense, even without Jalen Wall. Uh, my final game, 7.30 ABC, number five, Ohio State, at number eight, Penn State. Um, they won't be ranked that high when this happens. I, I put the Buckeyes at minus six and a half. 
I put it way bigger. I put it 13 and a half. Really? They're on the road at night in Penn State. I will come down. I, I What did you put it at? 13 and a half. Want to do, and I'm, t- I'm taking it to 10? Yeah. Want to do 10? 10 flat. We'll do t- nine and a half one. We'll do 10 flat. Um, 10 flat. And I'm still taking Ohio State. Um, I figured you were going to pick this game, and I figured you'd be smaller than me. So I kind of just wanted to, to put the line that big to say emphatically that I'm taking Ohio State. <laughs> Swag. Is that your last game? That's it. I, that's my five. Wow. The Big Ten is back, and life's better. So uh, join us next week when AJ admits that Michigan State is better than Michigan after the Wolverines lose. <laughs>